0: facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Today's program is brought to you in part by the financial support of our listeners. You can support the show on a one-time basis at support.greatdetectives.net. You can also uh, send a donation with the Zelle app to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Or you can mail in a donation to Adam Graham, PO Box 15913, Boise, Idaho 83715. And I want to thank Lisa uh, for sending in a donation by mail. Uh, Thanks so much for your support. And of course, you can become one of our ongoing Patreon supporters at patreon.greatdetectives.net. All right, well, now it's time for today's episode of That Strong Guy. As usual, no original air date since we don't know. Uh, but uh, the title of the episode is uh, "Bottle of Death."
1: I need your help, Steve. I need it badly. Oh, well, you don't say hello or how you being? You don't get the old one-two greeting like we give in the outfit. When they're going with stuff, you just need help and you need it fast. I took it for granted. Yeah, don't we all? All right, so you want help. So why me? I opened my new drug store only a month ago. The, uh, big one you always said you'd be owning. All right, so I shot my mouth a bit in the forces. But I got responsibilities now. And right now, I've got them big. And they are? I had a new assistant start Monday. Yesterday? Yes. And that's the problem. Today, he sold a bottle of cyanide tablets for aspirin. They call you that strong guy, Steve Strong. But right now, you're sitting in your office, looking through the window at the street streetlights painting highlights of blue and orange on the black palette of asphalt. You look at the people crossing from highlights to shadows and heading home. You look at the dazzling displays of shop fronts. You look at their closed doors. And you feel as if you're the only one in the world who's working back. You get that feeling every time you're working at the office after five. But tonight, you got that feeling strong. But you can't figure why... And then your door opens and your reason for waiting comes in. He's good of you to wait, Steve. The door shuts behind him and you look at Grant Edwards. core man from your outfit in 45. The medic who bragged he'd have his own drugstore one day. And now he's got it. Big, shiny, and spanking new. I need your help, Steve. I need it badly. So you don't say hello or how you been. You don't give the old one-two greeting like we give in the outfit. When the going was tough, you just need help and... You need it fast. Oh, I take it all for granted. Yeah, don't we all. All right, so you want help. But so why me? I opened my new drug store only a month ago. The big one you always said you'd be owning? All right, so I shut my mouth a bit and of course it... But I got responsibilities now. And right now I've got them big. So they are? I had a new assistant start Monday. Yesterday? Yes. Yeah. And that's the problem? Today he sold a bottle of cyanide tablets for aspirin. He what? Whacked... I know. But it happened. We found a bottle of twenty-five missing in tonight's poison register check. But but, but how? The... I sell a fast-action headache tablet of my own. I was bottling cyanide tablets into twenty-fives last night before closing, and he was filling with headache tablets nearby. They both carry bottles of twenty-five tablets. He used one of the bottles labeled aspirin by mistake. Well, that was last night. The person he sold them to could be dead by now. We only noticed the mistake tonight. I do a daily check each night on our poison stock and take it off with a list of drugs sold in the poisonous registry. There were no sales of cyanide tablets today. Just how strong are these tablets? Two can kill a man. And two is the dose on the aspirin bottle. Why didn't you go to the police? The publicity. It'll kill my business. I've worked and sweated for too long now to lose it inside two months. That's why I came to you. Hmm. With only me looking for that bottle, it can kill the one who's got it. But the police, they'll put out a general call. Everybody in town will know. You ever figure just how much a human life's worth? You ever figure money? No. Because you can't. The same way you can't figure a human life against the value of a drugstore business. New or old. Oh, you don't help me. I never said that. I'll help. But you gotta ring Captain Jim Daly of Homicide first. I don't do it alone. Eight million people... Too many for me. You watch Grant Edwards' face as he rings daily. You hear daily to a vocal explosion on the other end of the phone. You watch Edwards' face go pale beneath his summer tan. You watch and you remember the young medic who always played the big doctor act. The young high and mighty medic who doctored you up in 45 when you were busting out in fever. Then you remember the 72 hours he sat up in one stretch to pull you through. Yeah, you remember all that. But it still doesn't make the scales against another human life. A life that's hanging by a thread of chance. A thin chance that none of those tablets have been taken. Daly said you could stay with me. You figure Daly said a lot more, but you let it ride. Maybe Edwards was a bit high and mighty in the old outfit, but right now he's been whittled down to size. The size of a man in trouble. If you help me, Steve, I'd be grateful. You don't just know how grateful. Oh, why me? Why not the police? I'm only one. Remember, you had a knack of pulling a trick out of hat once. I'm gambling all I've got on you doing it again. Hmm. Well, that's a big gamble. Eight million to one. That's not so big. The assistant remembers serving one girl with aspirin. He bought the only bottle of my special headache tablet sold today. You tell the police that. Yeah. They're going around to see the assistant now. Mm. I see. And you figure we can find that girl first. Beat the police before they get to sending out the emergency radio and TV calls. And that way you save your business, huh? Yeah. Simple. All I got to do is find one girl and, um, how many million? Well, that's not as tough as all that. You see, she's a regular customer and her first name's Lucy. Oh. <laughs> you figure how many Lucys there are in the city. I don't know the house, but I think I know the street you live in. Huh? I uh, walked her home one night. You did? I seem to remember a wife someplace. Oh, lay off, Steve. She was just walking my way at closing time, that's all. Mm-hmm. So I believe you. All right. You give me all you know, and we try the street door by door. I can give you a closer bearing than that. She lives between Pitt and Elm off Damore Road. You go to Pitt and Elm. You start asking questions to every apartment house janitor and landlady. Till you find one who's got the answer you want. And it's a big picture of relief you see spreading over Edward's face. Yes. Yeah. Sure, I got a girl that answers that description. And the name of Lucy. You look at the towering mother of mansions, and she plays you back like she figures you're lucky Luciano. And all the public enemies rolled into one. But that, that don't mean you're getting in to see her room. We'll settle for her. What's she done? Nothing. And what do you want her for? <laughs> We're old friends. You haven't been here before. We're older friends than here. She's only 19, and she's been here two years. Look here, we haven't got time to bandy words, woman. She's got a bottle of poison by the me. We've got to stop her from using it. You mean she doesn't know about it? Of course she doesn't know about it. You think we'd be pushing stupid questions if we were? All right, all right. You got your shirt running all up your back. You've got room 41. 41. All right, Steve. Let's get up there fast. Mm, You can't go up. What? All right, bright and beautiful. Why? She's not in. That's why. So a bottle of poison stays in the room till she comes back. If you're not so law, you don't get in. That, my ancient one, is where we differ. Come on, Grant. No! Oh, it's joking. Here. You come back. Don't say with is why guest told me. As from now, the notice has changed. But you can't get in. The door's locked. If the door's locked. How do we... It's uh, 38. Must be the third one along. Yeah. Forty-one. What like she said, locked. Mm, pity. It's a good door, too. What are you going to do? What do you think? The door's locked, a bottle of death waiting inside. We got no key and no cooperation, so we... What's just... that? Breaking in, damaging private property. Yeah. How'd you... Oh, you away You broke my door down. I'll get the... After you, Mr. Edwards. <laughs> you think we should? I mean, we could. Ah, you want your tablets, don't you? And the door's open. It is wide open. That's take inside the property. I you wanted your tablets my way, so you get them my way. All right, let's get them and go. You know, we'll try the bathroom. Here we are, from cabinet. cabinet. Yeah. This is why you pay me. One full bottle of tablets labeled Edward's Fast Action Aspirin. One other bottle marked Edward's Fast Action Aspirin with six tablets left. This could mean your luck in. She bought them before she ran out. You can now thank all your lucky stars. And me. There. Yeah. I've been looking at that door. You two can go to jail for this. Uh, she wants the damage, baseball grant. Huh? Oh, yeah. Uh discover cover the cusp? Let me see. Well, it was a good door. Not that good, Miss Midas. Now, goodbye. No, not until you get out. We've got what we want. Well, what do I tell Miss Tanner? Ask her to come to Edwards' drugstore tomorrow. That all? It's enough for your ears to flap on. Well, there's no need ready, for you Grant. to get the darn real? All I want oh, Let's go. <laughs> you take Edwards back to his drugstore, you ring Captain Jim Daly at Homicide, and tell him to stop the emergency calls going on the air. But he says you'll have to hold them till the police laboratories make a test on the tablets first. You try to argue that you're backing a lore machine. So you do like he says and take the tablets in the headquarters. These are tablets. You look at Jim Daly and see the pinched lines of annoyance on his face. You watch as he counts them, careful and methodic, like he was back in trainee cop camp. And then the annoyance would up to anger as he looks up. You take any tablets out. I prefer my cyanide in capsule form. This is no time for cracks, Steve. You come in here all bucked up because you beat us to finding the bottle. But you do the first dumb thing I'd get from an amateur. You didn't count them. I was going to, but when you said bring them over, I, I left it. You till... left it till nothing. All right, so if I didn't count them. Those emergency calls still go out. Two of the tablets are missing. Lucy Tanner buys a bottle of special headache tablets from Edward's drugstore. She buys the tablets before she finishes the first bottle. But she takes two tablets from the full bottle and goes out, taking the tablets with her. But the tablets she's carrying aren't aspirin. Sure, they'll kill a headache. But they'll kill her right along with it, because the tablets she's carrying are cyanide. You don't figure why she takes the tablets from the new bottle... But you try to figure when, where, and how soon before she'll be swallowing the two pills of death. You're thinking all this in Jim Daly's office down at police headquarters. And Daly's thoughts are running you a parallel. Uh, she could be lying dead in some gutter for all we know. You know, she must have put the tablets in her purse to use later. Because if she'd taken them in a bathroom, she'd have been waiting when you broke in. But waiting dead. Somewhere out there in the big city is a girl with death walking beside her. Somewhere, sometime, she's going to put those tablets in her mouth. And if she does, Strong, if she does, you can thank the fact that you had me hold back the first of the emergency calls going out. The calls she'd most likely have heard. The ones before the evening newscast. Look, I didn't sell the tablets. No, but you should have counted them before you rang. Not left it for when you got here. Well, all right. Yes, all right. This time, you better work in with us all the way. Or find her fast your way and keep in touch. I got two chances. Yeah, that's right. But only one nick and one private detective license. And if you miss out this time, you're going to lose both. Jim Daly's sore and he's mad. And he's got a right. But right now, it's... Not your neck you're worried about. It's Lucy Tanner's. And a guy who stands to lose everything if she takes the tablets before you find her. So your first call is to Edward's apartment. Oh, Steve, I was expecting you. Daily rang. He tells his wife he's going out. You notice he doesn't say where. And you notice something else. For a married couple, they're not very close. Sure, there's affection there, but it's all on one side. His wife. But you figure you've bigger problems to face. And you get Edwards into your car and go back to Lucy Tanner's apartment. You see the landlady, and she tells you Lucy Tanner works in a nightclub. And for a few more bucks, she tells you the name. Welcome to the Blue Hen, mister. She's blonde, soft, and warm, and showing more than a smile. Can I help you two gentlemen? The Blue Hen is open to please every customer, especially men of muscle. Mmm, just feel that muscle. All right, sweet child. I'm not a customer yet. Oh, then I'll make you one. Uh Uh-uh. I want Lucy Tannis. Uh what she got that I haven't more of. I wouldn't know, but uh, from where I stand, I couldn't imagine. Then you don't want her? Look here, do we have to hang around? Sure, sure, Grant. You didn't answer my question. Sure, I want her, but it's strictly business. And if you tell me nicely, I'll give you a big present for later. Oh. What's the present? Me. I knock off it too. Where do we find, uh, Lucy Tanner? She should be on the floor show tonight, but she's got a sick headache. A headache? No, no, she hasn't. Hold it, Grant. Go on, kid. Yeah. Sick headache. And the pig beer she has. She's gone to Lester Carter's party. Where do we find Lester Carter? Oh. Maybe you'll take me there later? Sure. After two. 24 East, 52nd. You and Edwards beat it fast, down to 52nd. You find the address, and you find Lester Carter. You said you want Lucy Tanner? I say he isn't here. What then? He's big, he's fancy, but he's tough. So you figure it'll be quicker to play it gentle. I ask the question. Then catch the answer, Mr. Carter. Um, I'm her brother, and I want her urgently. You think you can take her away, huh? Back to her hometown. No, no, I don't. And I don't want to. I just want to see her before she swallows cyanide. Listen, Crumble. Now, don't play it tough, Carter. You may be big, but I've taken bigger. Yeah, you must be playing it straight. Yeah, you'd be calling disaster if you weren't. All right, so where do I find her? First, who's that guy in the car out there? He's my bosom pal. Another small-town hick, eh? (laughs) Now, look, Carter, we haven't got time to make... Are you tired of kidding me? Lucy's going to commit suicide. Well, let me tell you something. You can tell me nothing I don't want to hear. Now, talk quickly and quietly. Where is Lucy Tanner? And if I don't tell... Lucy Tanner dies, and you get life for manslaughter for withholding evidence. Lucy wouldn't kill herself. She's got too much to lose. Sure. Only a life. How do I know you're not a cop? You don't. But you can listen. She bought some aspirin, but they weren't aspirin. They were cyanide. She bought a mistake. And she's carrying two with her. And she thinks they're aspirin. She takes two aspirin to stop a hangover and always the last drink. You better get to her fast. <laughs> to where? Four blocks down. DeBruyne Mansion. We went for a private party with Turner Elliott. He's a boyfriend. Right. And you better hurry. She was ready for our last drink when she left here 20 minutes ago. You leave the Lester party and head for your car. You bounce into the seat cushion and look across at Grant Edwards. You see by the look on his face, he knows you're reaching the point of conflict. The climax that can mean life or death for a girl called Lucy. His face is a moving picture of emotions as you drive the four blocks and pull up at the DeBroy mansion. And inside a minute, you're beating your knuckles against Turner Elliott's door. There's no light coming from under the door, but that doesn't mean they're out. So you knock again, and the door opens, but not the one you're facing. It's the door behind you, across the corridor, and the woman you're looking at is weary anger written in every wrinkle. If you, two are expecting an answer from that apartment, you won't be getting any. The apartment's empty. Empty? You mean Tenor Elliott doesn't live here? At this time of the night, you wake me up and have the nerve to speak to me now like this. At this time of the night, it's urgent. If he doesn't live here, where does he live? If anybody's got a right to be annoyed, it's me, waking a body up at this time of the night. Listen, lady, it's a matter of life and death. Where is Elliot living now? New Broy mansions was extended to two blocks of apartment. New block's only just been finished. So where does that lead us? Mr. Elliot moved into the new block only last week. Next door? Yes. There's a big stretch of lawn divides the two blocks. The idea is to keep the kids off the streets. Okay? All right. What's his apartment number? Oh, even if it is urgent, you can still use a civil tone. What apartment? And when you see Mr. Ellis... Don't I... you understand this is urgent?
0: Tell him. I guess he's tired of being woken up by his friends in the middle of the night. The number of
1: the apartment, I told oh, you. Oh, all
0: well, right, all right. I only want him to know, that's all. It's on the first floor.
1: Apartment four. Oh. Beads of sweaters standing on your forehead as you leave the woman. Run down the stairs and across the stretch of lawn between the old and the new apartment. You look up and see a lighted window that could be apartment four. You see a man and a girl against the window shade. Then you do a quick one-two up the stairs, and Edwards is running with you neck and neck. You run and you run fast, because the girl you saw was taking something from her handbag. And a man is holding out a drink. To the left. That's it. Apartment four. Hey, what the heck? You don't knock, but you go in fast. See the girl with a hand up to her mouth. And in the hand, two round tablets. Don't take them. Those tablets. No, don't. The shout came too late. The girl has already dropped them on her tongue. What the devil is the meaning of charge again and shouting like that? She's just taking cyanide. What? Well, don't just stand there, Edwards. Do something. You're the only medic around here. Just give her a glass of water. Water? But cyanide? You crazy? No, but it's not cyanide. Not cyanide. Here, Lucy. Drink this. Oh, thanks. Steve, yes, if it was cyanide, she'd be dead. Say, hey, what's the, all what's this about? The coffee. Come in like that, we frightened her. She swallowed and caught her breath, that's all. Then, those two tablets she took were aspirin. What's all this about, Mr. Edwards? Those tablets you took, uh, were they from the bottle you bought at Edwards Drug Store today? Yes. But why come in here? I'll have you thrown out. I don't bother, Elliot. We're leaving. But those tablets. Just forget I... we ever came in, honey. If you ever can. So her tablets were only aspirin. Huh? Yeah. And that means someone else has the bottle of cyanide. But who, Steve? Who? You ring daily at Homicide, but they say he's out, so you leave a message that Lucy's tablets were aspirin. You tell them you're going back to Edward's apartment to start all over again. Jenny Edwards lets you in. And she doesn't have to be psychic to see the worried lines on her husband's face. Grant? Grant, what's wrong? Oh, nothing, but business worries. Oh, I wish you'd tell me some of your trouble sometime, dear. It does help, you know. Mm, don't be ridiculous, Jenny. There's nothing you can do. But you look sick, very sick. I am. Sick with worry. And a headache to boot. I'll get you a brandy and an aspirin. Do you want something, Mr. Strong? Make it a scotch. Double and straight. All right. So what do we do now? Nothing but wait till Daily rings or calls round. But that may be ours. Not a final daily. We can't just sit here. You think of anything we can do? No. You'll feel better after your brandy. Oh. As you drink, Mr. Strong. Oh, thanks. You want water with the last No, no. Brandy will do. Well, cheers. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Cheers. The canvas, is cyanide. You look down at the crumpled figure on the floor. You look at the body that had been Grant Edwards. You call a doctor, ambulance, the police. But you know there's nothing you can do. Cyanide is deadly and it's quick. You get Jenny Edwards to a chair. Dazed and broken, she tells you the answer to a question. Shortly after, the door bursts open and Daly explodes into the room. Oh, what's all this I hear about? Mm. What happened? You tell him how Jenny Edwards called into her husband's drugstore on the way home from a shopping trip last night. After Edwards had made out the daily report on poison stock. So any poison bought before closing would really be on the next day's daily. And her husband was busy, so she didn't disturb him. When the assistant came out, she got him to wrap up the list of things she wanted. Uh huh. And on that list was a bottle of aspirin. Yeah. Pity Edwards forgot marriage is a fifty fifty partnership, no matter what. Hmm. If he let his wife share some of his business worries and listened to some of hers, he'd have known what was going on in his house. And she'd have known about the missing cyanide. And the first thing she'd have done. The first thing she'd have done would be to check on her own aspirin bottle. Some men will never learn. Not even the hard way. I said, I'm a sentimental, a romantic guy. But I've got a lot of good friends in and out of the forest, and I like to keep them. I also like to help keep law and order in the community. I'll be with you again, but for now, this is Steve Strong, or as I'm more often referred to, that Strong Guy, signing off. This is Andrea J. Graham, author of the Web Surfer series, oh, and of Madam's Wife. You're listening to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio.
0: Welcome back. Well, I thought the middle part of this episode was really good. The tension of this... Uh cyanide being out there and the potential of someone dying at any moment, you don't really get more suspenseful than that. And uh, they did a good job ratcheting up the suspense. The beginning was a bit rough. I, I thought that uh, Steve was just a little bit over the top in how aggressive he was to his uh former comrade-in-arms. Because he was like... Oh yeah, this guy was always going on about how he would have a drugstore, like it was some highfalutin idea to own a drugstore. I mean, it's not like he said he was going to own a chain of drug stores or he's going to own all the drugstores in town. It's like he said he was going to own one single drug store. And particularly after the guy saved uh, Strong's life, you'd think he would let it go, but Strong's like, I remember how you saved my life, but on the other hand, you made me feel slightly inferior with your sensible dream of moderate success in business. The ending was something else. It kind of was like a little bit of a Whistler twist, almost. Uh, And uh, teaching the moral, and the moral of the story is share things with your spouse. If you don't share things with your spouse, you may die. Perhaps a little bit overzealous, but I guess on balance it's true. Uh, I I did also think that the landlady having to get paid in order to reveal where uh, her tenant worked... Uh, that, that is cold blooded. It's like, look, it's life or death. We have to find her. Uh huh. Well, then go ahead and give me a 10 bucks. And apparently that's what they had to do. All right. Well, listener comments and feedback now. And Bobby comments regarding our previous show, Security Agent USA. Bobby writes in, just listen to the series. I loved it. Would be great to hear more episodes thanks so much, Bobby, and I'll definitely keep my eye out for more. Thanks so much for your comment. That will do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for Rocky Jordan, and then next Tuesday, it'll be another episode of that strong guy. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter or Radio Detectives. Become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, and off.